everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. You're here with me, Samrin, and with I Need No Name, and we are going to discuss a bunch of topics, some of them pretty controversial. So why not just kick off with some controversy and let's talk about vaccinations. So why do we want to talk about vaccinations? Some quick background info. Hansi Flick hinted at maybe not calling up unvaccinated players in the future. And as we know, one of our very own, Joshua Kimmich, is unvaccinated. And um, without delving too much into his decision, we do wonder what type of consequences on having unvaccinated players might have for Bayern specifically later on in the season. So in what do you think? What could be the potential long term problems of having unvaccinated players in the squad? So the thing is that like this is a purely sporting argument. We are not talking about personal choice or what do you think yeah. about the vaccine or anything about that? Like we already covered that. If you want to check it out, it was, I think, episode 12 of our podcast. So you can go check that out. It was me and Samarin there as well. But the thing is that that's not the discussion we're having today. The discussion we're having is the repercussions for Bayern. And mm-hmm. I think that we got very lucky this time because if Kimmich had gotten this or Kimmich or any of the other unvaccinated players, because there are a lot of them, apparently five of them at Bayern. We we think we know four of them. There might be one more who remains unknown. But the thing is that it happened during the international break where Sula, who is vaccinated, he got uh, a positive test. And I should mention that the vaccine does not protect you from getting the virus but it does keep you from developing very severe symptoms and it also helps you keep from spreading it so that's why you should take it but i digress uh the thing is that because they were in close contact with soul and the rumors say that they weren't vaccinated that's why they had to go into quarantine and they have basically missed the entire international break for germany and apparently hansi flick is very upset about that so yeah he would be i suppose it was uh ganabri kimic uh, Diemi and Muziala. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. The, and on on top of that, I think uh, Chupa Moting also missing his his international break games because he was also apparently in contact with close contact with Sul during the previous I don't know previous few days. So the thing yeah. is that we got very lucky that this happened during the international break, so it's not affecting Bayern. And you know, yeah. Kimmich could use the rest himself, but. Imagine if this happened like in the week of a Champions League semi-final yeah. or a Champions League quarterfinal. Like you could suddenly, with the way that the current situation is, you could suddenly have four, maybe five players suddenly just ruled out in one go. That's worse than any injury crisis because injuries can't spread from person to person. And it's not like, it's like, I, it's, I like, it's just a huge yeah. risk on a sporting level. Imagine the coach having to plan for this. Like one one day you have your entire squad, you are just ready to take on Real Madrid or Liverpool yeah. or whatever. And the next day suddenly you have one positive test. So the guy who tested positive is out. And then all of your unvaccinated players, around five of them are also out. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. includes two starters like Kimmich and Gnabry who are absolutely mm-hmm. essential to the team. Mm-hmm. So as soon as that happens, suddenly what the hell do you do? Like, on injuries, if someone gets tackled in training, it's not like it's going to take out four or five people in one go. I mean, like you can try, but that would be pretty impressive if you could do that. It's just, <laughs> it's just like As cuisants. <laughs> yeah, cuisants, cuisants would do it if he could, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that's that's the kind of thing. And I remember like Sport Build says that 
find can in fact find Kimmich for missing mm-hmm. games due to um you know the quarantine because he is unvaccinated and because of that i think that that's something that should be happening as soon as possible like it's almost certain and i think there should be a wake up call for Kimmich that he w- missed some of these germany games because he never misses a germany game i don't think he's missed mm-hmm. a single game in the last what three or four years so he mm-hmm. never misses germany games and now that he's missed some i think there should be a wake-up call for him and for the other players i don't know muziala if he is actually unvaccinated or not but there should be a wake-up call for him too you know i mean he's Muziala's not a playing. little different though yeah because he's he, so young i think it falls he's so young him. and i don't yeah. think and i don't think yeah. he was eligible for vaccination until yeah. very recently until the season started and i guess mm-hmm. if once the season starts if you're an athlete you might decide to hold off on the vaccination because there are like you might just feel the need to skip one or two days of training if you get if you feel some side effects from it so mm-hmm. if you're if you're an athlete you might want to do that that's why i don't think that these guys even if they do decide to get the vaccine they should either do it right now right at this very moment because bind doesn't play again for another week or so or yeah. they should do it during their winter break like that's as soon yeah. as possible they should be doing it or mm-hmm. or whenever they whenever they end up being quarantined again but that's mm-hmm. the point i am trying to make that they could get the vaccine and it's kind of but not getting it it's mm-hmm. really cost them this this break and it's not as big a deal as it would be if it was like a champions league semi or something but it is mm-hmm. a sign of what could happen and i've been yeah. rambling a lot you you tell me your take on this like what do you think yeah. should happen i'm very careful in saying that anyone should or should not take the vaccine because whatever my personal beliefs are on it i do i do sort of go on the side of choice but at the same time let's say like you said we're playing real madrid in the last four and kimmich kimmich is out and with him he manages to take down four other players like that's like a cuisance level move and then there goes half our squad and i don't know i feel like if I think in a regular day job, if because of you, half your team was absent because of a because you made a mistake and you made a mistake knowingly, then I think you would be suspended or fined at a regular job. So I think this should this line of reasoning should maybe apply to Byron as well. Um, It's I'm with Flick in that Flick has more choice than Byron does in this matter. He has a whole country of players to choose from. He has literally like 18 Bundesliga clubs with fantastic talent all over to choose from and some outside the country. But with Bayern, that is their squad. And with Flick, he has the choice to not call them up. But Bayern doesn't have this choice. Bayern kind of has to go along with it. So I think the onus really does, aside from the other four players whose names we do not know, I think the onus really does fall on Kimmich right now. It's going to be interesting to see what he does going into the latter part of the season and what Bayern does, because I don't think this was just a wake-up call for Kimmich. This might have also been a wake-up call for Bayern. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh my goodness, what if this happens in April or May? Then what are we going to do? Yeah, because uh, Nagelsmann, when Nagelsmann Mm -hmm. originally got tested positive he mm-hmm. in fact felt symptoms and he decided to self-quarantine well before coming into contact with his squad and that's the only reason the mm-hmm. squad didn't have to go into quarantine before facing Benfica and that was a mm-hmm. bit difficult Champions League away game so yeah. it's it's like if Nagelsmann had the presence of mind to do that but that's just getting lucky you might not get lucky every time and mm-hmm. so I just think that it's a very unnecessary risk and you oh, see that, sure. yeah, and you see that like the coronavirus cases in Germany are going up 
like oh, they're skyrocketing at the moment that yeah. it's really it's really bad it could get mm-hmm. a lot worse and now they're planning on changing rules for outside gatherings into the 2g plus rules i don't know exactly what that means but i think it's that you have to be double jabbed and you have to provide a negative test negative so test, yeah. it kind of makes makes it weird that to go anywhere in germany if you're anyone in germany if you want to attend a football match you can mm-hmm. you have to do it but after getting vaccinated and then also having a negative test but then these players these players mm-hmm. who are on the pitch they get to play while not mm-hmm. being vaccinated that's just just so weird and i don't understand the standards like almost yeah like i i'm in the medical field and here you can be you can be just dismissed if you if you aren't vaccinated so i really don't think that it's a massive infringement on your rights to be mm-hmm. i i'm i'm going to have to be careful what i say here but i don't think it's a massive infringement to mm-hmm. for your workplace to require that you be vaccinated in case that it can really affect your team and your quality of work and yeah leaving aside the fact that Kimmich risks completely screwing up his career if he does end up getting covid and getting harsh symptoms like long covid or you know oh, and That's a lot of other symptoms that can really ruin a player like lowering mm-hmm. lowering their lung capacity long term mm-hmm. effects like he's just 26 27 so yeah, yeah. he isn't in the prime of his career so he yeah. doesn't want to do that so I hope that he gets vaccinated and I hope that binds bosses. I think they've been treating Kimmich with kid gloves for a long time now, simply mm-hmm. because he had the option to not extend. And mm-hmm. now that his extension is signed, I mm-hmm. think that they should be putting a lot of pressure on him. And I think club mm-hmm. pressure really works. Like, you know, that Liverpool mm-hmm. at Liverpool, I think everyone is vaccinated. Club. Yeah. yeah. And and you know that Allison and his wife, I, I believe Allison's wife is a doctor. Yeah, Klopp himself. Yeah, and Klopp himself is so much so pro vaccinated. He said that not getting vaccinated is akin to drunk driving. So when you mm-hmm. have that kind of pressure from the top, and compared to that, there's basically no pressure publicly in the German national team or at mm-hmm. Bayern to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's recommending it. Thomas Muller, who mm-hmm. is a captain of, yeah. he's he's gonna be the captain tonight, and he's basically one of the leaders Vice in the squad. He's vaccinated. Well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Lewandowski yeah. is vaccinated. Goretzka yeah. obviously is vaccinated. Yeah. These guys are vaccinated. So Kimmich, he's a leader as well, and mm-hmm. he should be. If he's if he falls in line, I think everyone else behind him will also fall in. And mm-hmm. I'm think we're just waiting for him to do it. And it's mm-hmm. very important that he gets done, even if he takes every single possible precaution. And he somehow yeah. doesn't get COVID. The thing is, the way the regulations are, he could mm-hmm. still miss games if someone yeah. else on his team gets COVID. Mm-hmm. Think about the it. Other, That's exactly yeah. what happened with Sula. Mm-hmm. Because Sula got, he's vaccinated, but he got COVID and Kimmich is suddenly sitting out. Yeah. The other issue in the Bundesliga, which is not an issue in the Premier League, is that most of the Bundesliga actually did fall in line with the vaccinations. I read somewhere yeah. that the Premier League's rate is like hovering below 60%. The Bundesliga, it's between 80 and 90%. That's the majority of the players. Um, clubs like Freiburg have come out very, obviously Freiburg being Freiburg, very pro-vaccine yeah. and whatnot. Again, their strike is saying something, they're all falling in line because he's the head. So it's it's almost like Bayern is on the wrong side here in the Bundesliga because I yeah, actually exactly. doubt. Yeah, I doubt whether any other Bundesliga clubs actually has that many players unvaccinated. Um, we know about Wout Weghorst, loud and proud at Wolfsburg about oh, it. Oh man! Yeah, 
about about that. But other than that, it's been very smooth sailing. Obviously, by Leverkusen <laughs> for reasons that we don't need to get into. Their squad is entirely. I think the vibe that I get from Rudy Waller is there, hundred percent vaccinated and whatnot. So. Bayern is an exception to the rule here and not in a good way, in a really bad way. And yeah, I think it's Bayern really looking changed. bad for us. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind yeah. of, it's kind of, you know, it's compounding some of the negative PR on us. People say mm-hmm. people are looking at Kimmich and Kimmich himself denies being an anti-vaxxer, but he's being but, scheduled yeah. as, but, but as soon as you've said that you're not vaccinated, everyone's categorizing you as an anti-vaxxer man. Yeah. He's, 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 he's been like, the memes about him, they are not kind mm-hmm. to him. They don't, they pretty much make him out to be a proper anti-science, anti-vaxxer yeah. kind of footballer. Because that's what a lot of those guys are. And Kimmich, mm-hmm. being Kimmich, he's not like that. We know that he's not like that. But just because we know, it's because we yeah. follow Bayern 24-7. Most people don't. Yeah. And it looks yeah. really, really bad because mm-hmm. I was watching the BBC yesterday and they never, ever, ever talk about buying but they suddenly have a headline <laughs> rolling past germany joshua Kimmich gets criticism for being unvaccinated and i'm like okay this is the first time i've ever seen buying mentioned yeah. on the bbc and it's because of this are you kidding yeah. me and yeah. it's everywhere now and like my dad who is a massive yeah. joshua Kimmich fan he yeah. i bought him he bought his own joshua Kimmich jersey when we were in germany and now wow. he's just like i'm i'm so disappointed in them and it's just my dad's a doctor too, so yeah, we are yeah. really disappointed on him. And yeah, he yeah. should get vaccinated. I, mm-hmm. I guess there's no other, uh, no other way to say it. And I think that if Hansi Flick decides not to call up Kimmich, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be easier on Bayern because you think about it, Nagelsmann is very new and he's very mm-hmm. young. He doesn't yeah. have the clout in the dressing room to say, Kimmich, you really need to get vaccinated. You have to do it. You have to do it. Think about mm-hmm. the think about the coaches who are very strongly pro-vaccination. They're the guys yeah. who are very secure in their position. Like Jurgen Klopp, yeah. he's mm-hmm. very secure. Christian Strike, mm-hmm. he's very secure. Yeah. Nagelsmann isn't. Nagelsmann can have the dressing room turn against him if he mm-hmm. maybe speaks out against Kimmich. So he's not rocking yeah. the boat. And he mm-hmm. can't. And the same thing goes for our executives right now. They're all new. Mm-hmm. That's Think true. That's it? actually a solid point. Yeah, they're all yeah. new. They're all new. So Hansi yeah. made might have to be the guy taking the initiative here and deciding. You know, Kimmich, um, if you're unvaccinated, you just can't come. And if he does that, yeah. it's over. Everyone is going to be vaccinated. It's going to be. And I think he can just turn it around very easily into good PR, saying that I just decided. Okay, we're going to get the vaccine, and he takes mm-hmm. all the other unvaccinated players at Bayern gets vaccinated publicly and you know mm-hmm. apologizes for not getting it earlier and then i think every, i think 90 percent of people will forget him you know i think seriously if he get if he were to get jabbed like tomorrow everyone everyone would be over everyone would like, be right, like okay yeah, yeah fine yeah it's fine yeah. like and you'll remember it yeah, but yeah. yeah and i'm with i think flick is one of those coaches who will drop a player for reasons like that and I wouldn't actually be too surprised if Flick goes ahead and does that. At the end of the day, Flick rarely ever played Luca Hernandez, who was our most expensive defender at the club, just because he had a preference for Boateng and Alaba. Flick will make those decisions. Flick really doesn't care. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. And this is just, it's the more that this spreads, the more that this grows out of proportion. It started as a piece of Bayern news, and now it's everybody's problem because of what's happening. So... It's a tough one for Kimmich. And I just I also wonder how this will impact him mentally going forward because he'll keep getting questions. The German press will never tire of asking him. 
Build will never tire. Apparently, Build knows the whole list, so that'll be interesting. But yeah, Build knows. I think a lot of people know because Manuel Wet he also implied mm-hmm. that he knew who it is. So I think it's like an open yes. secret among the German yeah. media. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Samran, I think we need to move yeah. on to our next topic yeah. because I don't think anyone yeah. wants to listen to this any longer. <laughs> any longer. So let's get so. on to something a little more. Well, it's not really a lighter topic, but it's fun. With Germany's kickoff soon, I wonder if Germany's current talent is good enough to win the World Cup. So, In, what's your take? Well, as long as they don't have five players out due to, you know, the virus, <laughs> I think I think Germany will be just fine. I think Germany are um, underrated at the moment because everyone's still rating them based on that Euros that we just had. I shouldn't oh, say yeah. we because I'm not German, but that they just had. <laughs> The thing, is that, yeah. the thing is that Germany will never ever face India in a competitive game of football. Yeah, so, yeah that's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, I, I'm okay with saying we, although I don't say like it's Germany's basically just buying light for me. It's just buying with bus. So yeah. that's how I see it. So Germany, how it is is like I think they have a very good squad. They have some weaknesses at left and right back. Right back a little less. I think Jonas Hoffman has been good. But left back, who who the hell oh, wait, knows you, what is going no, on? No, no, whoa, whoa, wait. Jonas Hoffman had left, Kristen Gunther at right. What? Yeah, yeah. Hoffman Hoffman played left back in the last game, no? Did he? Yeah, I'm pretty okay. Let me let me go back and check because either I'm getting something. Wait, wrong. he did? That, that sounds weird. Because I yeah, thought Gunther should be right and Gunther should be right and Hoffman should be left. Or I'm just like isn't, I isn't Gunther left back? I think Gunter can actually play on both sides. The better person to answer this question would obviously be, you know, I'm our, checking um, who scored right now. Uh, yeah, I'm going Matt Center. Uh, yeah, Gunter was left back. Yeah. Gunter was left back? Yeah. Okay. Ah, Gunter okay. was left back. Okay. Yeah, my brain is right. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Gunter is left back. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so the left back is the main, main problem, but every other position of the pitch, I think it's perfect. Because, like, mm-hmm. you have Rudiger and Sulu, who is a great pairing, and also mm-hmm. Hummels uh, in, on yeah. standby if you need him. Although, I don't mm-hmm. think Germany will need him anymore. Neuer mm-hmm. is Neuer. He's great. Uh, mm-hmm. Kimmich and Goretzka, Bayern core, mm-hmm. they are always playing together. You can't ask mm-hmm. for better than that. Thomas Muller, best in the world at his position. Mm-hmm. Don't have a striker, but I think Kai Havertz and Thomas Muller up top, you don't need, need a proper striker. You can have I'm those gonna two. I'm going to bet on in there, but go on. Yeah, I want to see him and Mecha. I think it's actually mm-hmm. pronounced Mecha. Just Mecha? Mecha. Yeah. 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 I've I heard like so. variations of it. I've heard yeah, Mecha. It's, I've it's, heard Mecha. It's, 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 heard... it's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then on the wings, you have Sani and Gnabry. And then you have mm-hmm. guys like Adiemi and Muziala and Wirtz mm-hmm. all on the bench, like just ready to mm-hmm. come on and wreak havoc. So I think Germany have really good squad and they have mm-hmm. the best manager in international football right now i don't think any oh, yeah, manager can sure. compare so mm-hmm. with hansi flick i think germany and as we've seen like the manager makes a huge difference to any football team like you saw mm-hmm. this italy team what they were under ventura and now what they are mm-hmm. under mancini like it's completely yeah. different and it's not like mancini is a super duper elite coach or anything he's just mm-hmm. he's good but he's not super amazing like he's not a six super winning manager like flick so mm-hmm. Flick, I think he's got it. I think he's going to absolutely steamroll the World Cup coming up as long as his players mm-hmm. are fit. And that's mm-hmm. a big caveat mm-hmm. there because maybe the players won't be fit. Yeah, yeah. I think a very problematic area could be defensive midfield because Goretzka's injury prone. 
with Kimmich, we just discussed at length. So I really think in the remaining games, Flick should really try out some different pairings. Like stick Messi yeah, on we, Yeah, we and already have, we have yeah. a lineup out for today. Like just mm-hmm. full disclosure, we are recording this before the Germany game and you can yeah, check out yeah. our post-game podcast for that. But mm-hmm. we're recording this before the Germany game, but the lineups are out and it's going to go Neuhaus in defense. I like they're together in the pivot. And there's a problem with that because Neuhaus ain't getting much time at club level. And I don't yeah. think he's going to get much time at club level because I think Hutter has just settled on Zakaria and um, Manukone. So I think it's Zakaria Manukone for the near future. So Neuhaus yeah, is that's problematic for Neuhaus. Neuhaus yeah. was linked with Bayern too. And I don't think that mm-hmm. transfer is coming anytime soon. Yeah. So it's it's not... It's not great. So that's problematic for me. Like, I actually do like the left back, right back combo. I do like Gunter and Hoffman. Hoffman, though, is not a natural defender like Gunter is. And that could land Germany in some trouble because Hoffman plays a very attacking role for Borussia Mönchengladbach. So that could be problematic. But think about it. That's what Blake wants. That's true. We did have Davies doing that, but Hoffman doesn't exactly have Davies' speed to track back, as I'm yeah, sure but, you noticed. Yeah, yeah, I know, but um, Hoffman will have still behind him, so Sul can cover, I I think. That's that's a solid point, but I feel like Zule might get stuck in between covering for Hoffman and um, Antonio Rudiger because I'm not, I just, oh my God, I'm not a fan. I, I No. Well, like, uh, at I, that point, yeah, you, yeah. You, you basically just put it in Noah's hands and pray. And <laughs> we do have to we do have to admit that games at international level are not the same as at club level. Club so level, it's true. less likely that Hoffman will get punished at right back at mm-hmm. international level than he will at club level, in my opinion, at least. That's that's a solid point. But I'm just I just fear a little bit for Rudiger because his rash behavior scares me just a little bit. It was there in the match against Liechtenstein. It happened in the Champions League final and went unpunished, luckily. I think mm. Rudiger on, on just his talent is a very solid defender. But decision making wise, sometimes it's just mm, I would almost like rather see Matthias Ginter get a run out because I do like Matthias Ginter a lot. But I think Rudiger's ball playing abilities are better than Ginter's maybe. And I think that's inter, the really entire good. problem with him and the reason mm-hmm. why Flick doesn't seem to like him very much is because mm-hmm. he's very defensive. He's very, very, very defensive. Very defensive. He never gets out of there. You'll never see him at, near the D. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. And like you compare to Soul. Soul is just wow. Nicholas Ulla was like, yeah, he was just like, like, you know how he so, drove back from Wolfsburg by himself. He just drives. <laughs> that him. was so funny. <laughs> this man is just. This man is living a clown life. I don't know. Surprises, man. man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and the striker issue. Well, I think Lucas Mecha is growing into a Miracosa type, more versatile than Miracosa, I would say. Um, Front man. I, he's, I don't know if he will be the, not the finished product necessarily, but somewhere close to the finished product coming into next year because with Wolfsburg, it's a competition for places with with, um, Vaud Weghorst right now. So it'll be interesting to see Metro's development over the next year and whether Flick will just do the brave thing and stick him up front if things go well. I mean, in 2010, I don't know how much you remember. I didn't know the name. I don't think you saw that one. And um, Joaquin Love took a whole bunch of risks. He just stuck up. Thomas Miller had been called up in March 2010, I think, for the first time. And he stuck in the mm-hmm. World Cup. So he just took a whole bunch of risks. Ozil, Kedira. Um, back then we had... Um, what was it? I think Benny Hovidas was in the back four that year. I'm not. Yeah, he sure. was in the back four in, yeah. 2014, in 2014 as well. For sure. Yeah, yeah. 
So he called up a raft of young players and he just threw everyone in. Tony Cruz was on the bench as well. And it was a pretty successful World Cup, especially after Michael Ballack got injured. Everyone was like, oh, well, there's no hope for Germany. And well, <laughs> Germany lost to the eventual winners and went all the way to the semifinals. So there was that. So it's just if Flick makes some of those brave choices that Yogi Love did in 2010, then I could see Germany go all the way. But let me not jinx. We'll see what happens. I think that there is no reason to make brave choices because Flick has like a certain number of players mm-hmm. set in stone. Like it's that his bind core That's is set true. in stone. And they're always playing together at club level with Nagelsmann mm-hmm. who is in tune with Flick's tactics. So he yes. has that huge advantage coming for him. Like most other teams, I can't name another national team that has this many players at the same club. That's true. And, and Germany's number 10 yeah. position is just loaded. Like every single club in Germany can yeah, offer it. It's, it's like Muller, Muller, Royce. Royce is actually probably one of the worst number 10s we have right now because there's Wurz, yeah. Mozilla, Havertz. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. man, so many, so yeah. many good players. And you can just stick him in there. And Yeah, you can just yeah. stick him in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just one of the things that Germany... I think Germany is really... Uh, people are sleeping on Germany right now, just like they were sleeping mm-hmm. on Italy before your the Euros. Like, when yeah. you have a good coach and a lot of talent, you don't need all the talent in the world like France have. You just mm-hmm. need enough talent and then a good coach. And Flick is the best coach in, you know, the international football mm-hmm. and probably one of the best coaches in the world right now, I will say. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because of that, I think Germany yeah. is... yeah. Yeah, even in uh, going into 2014, I don't think Germany was the de facto favorite, especially because, well, Germany had, I don't think Germany even had the best squad, but, you know, they ran out of winners. So, yeah, it was, it was a mm-hmm. regular meme that, you know, Argentina have Messi, Portugal have Cristiano, and Germany have a team. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's how it went down. All right. Speaking okay. of position versus te- versatility. Yeah, I was waiting for this. Yeah, let's go on and talk about Kingsley Coman. So he's been making some comments about playing, what is it, right wing back? He said that he's very comfortable playing there. He actually Mm -hmm. asked Deschamps to let him play Mm -hmm. there. And Deschamps said, okay. So he got Mm -hmm. to play there against Mm -hmm. Kazakhstan and he got to assist Mbappe. So that's really good for him. And guess who was on the bench at Coman's expense? Sorry. Pava. Yes, our dear, our dear, our dear friend Benjamin Pava. So, hey, you know where you know where I'm going with this, right? Because I decide the topics before this podcast, so I put this in on purpose. The agenda is back. Uh, So tell me now. Both of those guys are also at Bayern. So what's going to happen now? What's going to happen now is that uh, Nagelsmann is going to keep. Pavad getting some garbage minutes to keep him happy and then keep playing Sulat <laughs> right back. But but if we ever play a back three again, and I hate the back three, and I know Upamakano said that we are basically playing a back three at Bayern. I disagree with him. I know it's weird to disagree <laughs> with a player who is playing in the <laughs> squad, but yeah, um, I'm going to disagree with him and say, no, it's still a back four. Come on, mm-hmm. man. But yeah, mm-hmm. so if we play a back three again, please put Kingsley Coman at right wing back. Or in fact, just put him there Permanently, Coman admitted he's not that good defensively, but who cares? Mm-hmm. Who cares, man? It's not like Pavard is that good defensively either. So just, 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 just put yeah. in there. And mm-hmm. then maybe it'll be a renaissance. We can finally have the combination of Fonzie and Coman on two sides. You know, that mm-hmm. double, double Davies. Mm-hmm. 
that, that kind of thing. And we can finally close the chapter on Benjamin Pavard, relegate him to being Bayern's fifth best right back. And <laughs> okay. he, yeah. he is fifth best. Think about it. Think about it. If, Kim, okay. if Kingsley Common works out, then who are mm-hmm. Bayern's best right backs? There's Sula, there's Kimmich, mm-hmm. there's uh, who's Sanisic, there's Common. Yeah. So yeah. Pavard is fifth. Yeah. Yeah. I see your point. And only only yeah. Sar is worse than them, and I don't necessarily think so. Whenever yeah, Sar might Sar might actually impressive. be a better wing back than Pavard. <laughs> it's very um, I I hate to see Pavard's career go down this way because I I was really for Byron signing Pavard when he came on, and I was just skeptical seemed... as all hell, man. Yeah, but why were you skeptical? I was skeptical because I did not see him starting in any position that we had. Like, I didn't expect him to go into right back and then Kimmich moving into midfield. I thought Kimmich mm-hmm. would continue in midfield. So I thought we were buying a 35 million defender from a relegated mm-hmm. side to be our backup center back and our backup right back. I'm like, right. it doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. And mm-hmm. like, I ended up being wrong for a little while, but now it seems mm-hmm. that my initial assessment was actually correct. And the mm-hmm. is not actually that good. So... Like he yeah. can get better. He's still very young in terms mm-hmm. of being a defender, but he, he's showing some weird attitude problems, which mm-hmm. it just makes you question his entire mentality, you know? Yeah. He's got to be, sometimes I feel like he started being so committed to Bayern when he first came on. And now there's like almost a lack of commitment. Yeah. He always yeah. talks about France so much, how much better France is, how much more he likes his France teammates. That comment about Lewandowski, that was so annoying to me. I I, I wanted to rip my yeah, hair out. Yeah. I, I, in case people don't know, while listening to this podcast, I was literally in bed. <laughs> like uh, the game ended at three. I was in bed at four. I opened, like I was trying to sleep, but I couldn't. So I had, I was browsing my phone and then mm-hmm. I saw the quote by Pavard on Aimea San Mia. And I had to just, like, I was so upset. I literally got out of bed, turned on my Wi-Fi and wrote an article, a mm-hmm. literal random article at 5 a.m. on a day, mm-hmm. like the day before I had an exam or something. So, oh man, that was just the most blood boiling yeah. thing I, a bind player could ever say. Yeah. And, and and the thing is that he wasn't even comparing Lewandowski to Messi. He was comparing him to Benzema, which is the, the, the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. Like, who the hell? Com- if you're not French, then how can you compare? Even even Coman you know, didn't say yeah. that. You know, you know yeah. this is another thing in favor of Coman. He thinks that Lewandowski should win the Ballon d'Or. So there, yes. that, that's, the, that's the case for Coman. Coman <laughs> should... And the thing is that Coman says, I can play right wing back. And it's not his main position, just like right wing back isn't Pavard's main position. But... Mm-hmm. When Pavard played right wing back, he complained about it in publicly with they, yeah. they, against Deschamps. And when mm-hmm. Coman plays right back, he says, I wanted to play there. I have these deficiencies, but I think it was a good game. And he did have a good game. Mm-hmm. So my conclusion is Kingsley Coman should be right wing back and Pavard should be on the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can, I, do, I, for all the years, I've supported Bayern for like 15 years now, I think. And all through these years, I've had just one requirement from all the players on the team, and that is be supportive of the team. And that's like the one Pava's number one lacking right now. And it's funny because it's not just gotten gotten him into a little bit of trouble at Bayern; it's gotten him benched in France. Wow, so, I was someone said that he's actually been booed when he came on for France. So if that's yeah. true, that was yeah. So no one likes him. That's the thing. Yeah, 
he needs to get his head in order. He needs to show up like Coman does. Let's not forget that Coman did a lot of improving down the years. Coman was not the player that he is today, even like two seasons ago, two and a half seasons ago. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. And any final thoughts on this topic? Are you done with your Pava agenda? Or is there something else uh, you'd I'm like to add? I'm never done with my Pava agenda. So <laughs> we, we, will, we will revisit it. But other than that, I think I am done for today. I need to record. I've Once we finish recording, I'm going to watch the Germany game. I hope people are yes. commenting on our blog. Remember, guys, you, you can comment on our blog. We have a very nice yes. community there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please join in. The meaningless games are the best ones. And these are the ones that I wait for all year round because every game that Bayern plays in is meaningful. So this is Germany. I know. I know. But I mean, meaningless games in general. Germany has qualified. And this is how, you know, Samarin is an Arsenal fan. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, Arsenal fights relegation to the last day. So it's hard sometimes. So. Yeah, like tune in for today's game against Armenia. You get to see people you don't normally it's, get to see, which is the great part. Is that a good thing? I mean, like, listen, I love, like, look, I love when 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 Draxler doesn't play. I think, oh, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> I think I think thank goodness Draxler isn't playing. Thank goodness I don't. And you have to remember that for me, most of these games started 1.15 a.m. So I want to see play. good players play. I don't want to see the random random. <laughs> people play you know i don't want to see mark andre Stegen and let in five goals and for oh, no reason which is isn't goal i thought he was yes he is squad. he is when did he come when did he join up in the squad what he, he isn't goal uh, hansi said that oh he isn't oh my god okay fine fine but yeah. you know what i get to watch Jonas hoffman i get to watch um for your no house so i'm all i'm all in for this and i i like david Ram too and he's in the team today Okay, but, Samrin, this could yeah. age really badly. So <laughs> let's stop right here. Okay, do, do the outro. Do the outro. I don't I didn't want to see Jonathan Ta. Too many, too many errors. But so that's it from in and me, another episode with a lot of controversial issues, with a lot of rambling, with agenda. When in is here, there's always gonna be agenda. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize on his behalf. So everyone comes always- with the agendas. <laughs> As always, we love your feedback and appreciate all the support. Be sure to stay tuned to Bavarian Podcast Works for all of our up-to-date coverage on Bayern Munich and Germany. Follow us on Twitter at Bavarian FB Works, at Jefferson Fenner, at The Barrel Blog, at Tommy Adam 71 at BFWN, and more. So it's been me, Samrin. It's been a pleasure as always. In any final thoughts before we sign off? Uh, no. All right, guys. Have a great night.